Programming Notes episodes, the general concept is that you can get an extended summary of episodes if you decide that you'd rather have that than listen to the episodes themselves, as well as some notes about what's going on in the community or how you can be helpful and useful in the community. Programming notes for the week of October 16th, 2022. Okay, starting off with that kind of one thing that is helping me or is a bright spot is we are starting to see more and more people step up relative to the community. You will hear more about some exciting new things uh, coming in the community in the coming weeks, but I think you'll start to see some, um, some more faces that are featured and things like that, that it's not just kind of myself and Jamak is kind of a couple of the main voices. I think we need to do more of that. And I've tried to clear the space for people to kind of step up. We're also going to have some new mechanisms that are coming that are going to help people with that. So my general call to action this week is to start looking at the conferences you think people should submit data mesh talks to in 2023. And then let's start to suggest them in the speaking opportunities channel in the community Slack. I think it would be great to have a big swarm of people hitting up all of these conferences and we can all collaborate on, you know, our proposals and things like that as well in the Slack. So what do you say? Let's, let's go ahead and do that. So for this week on Monday, we're going to have episode 142, how to leverage an empathetic ear to add value through data governance, which is an interview with Kauren Hackinson. Uh, if there is one thing that resonated throughout this conversation, it was have more and deeper conversations with your data governance team. Don't make assumptions. And if you're on the data governance team, don't make decrees. Explain what you are trying to accomplish and why. And look to help where possible instead of telling people how to do things, right? And you'll have better collaboration and you'll really add a lot more value to each other, both sides. On Tuesday, it's episode 143. Data ethics is far more than just bias. Mesh Musings 32. Bit of a rant for me. I know. What? Huge surprise. This time, all about how we need to be looking at ethics in data. It's not just bias. Are we using data ethically? Should we be using this data in certain ways? And what happens when the data tells us to do things unethically as well, right? When the output says, hey, go go sell your, your cigarettes or your uh, jewel pods or whatever to kids. How do we not go for the easy but not so good path, right? Not a ton of exact answers other in this one. Then we need to make sure we are asking the questions often of each other and of ourselves and training our people to really think about it. But I think it, it'll be a bit of something that we need more people talking about. And then on Wednesday, it's uh, episode 144, which is Jamax Corner 7. Oh, the places you'll go. How can imagination lead us forward in data? This is the last in the series of this recording that I had with Jamax, kind of the, the Cunian questions, you know, we've got this big paradigm shift. How do we actually <laughs> accomplish that? How, what 
what do we have to think about about that? So Jamak explores a bit more about binary thinking, how we can move forward while we are pushing the tooling forward, but it's not there yet, right? And this happens when new paradigms transcend the available technology, like it happened with microservices or cloud. But, you know, we've kind of got to push the the vendors and the tooling providers forward to (laughs) actually get where we want to go. And then, you know, finishing it up with how important imagination is to moving forward on your data mesh journey. You know, Jamak has this great quote from Carl Sagan in there. And with that, let's go ahead and jump to the extended summary for the single interview episode from this week. Extended summary for episode 142, how to leverage an empathetic ear to add value through data governance. Interview with Karen Hawkinson. In this episode, I interviewed Karen, who's the data governance lead and is consulting on a large data mesh implementation. To be clear, she was only representing her own views on the episode. There's one theme that resonated throughout the conversation. It was have more and deeper conversations with your data governance teams. Don't make assumptions. And as a data governance team, don't make decrees. Explain what you are trying to accomplish and why. And look to help where possible instead of telling people how to do things. So Karen started the conversation sharing her background. You know, before being, quote unquote, pulled into the world of data governance, she was a software engineer, data engineer, and much more. She's always worked with data, but only recently started focusing on data governance. Her prior background has given her the perspective needed to understand problems from the perspective of both data producers and consumers, and also how to best help them as the data governance team. So with that perspective, Karen is focused on finding new ways to get closer to both the data producers and consumers, but focusing on how that closer relationship serves as a helping hand, not in an oversight or control standpoint. And now seeing things from the data governance team's perspective, she and her team are there to be helpful and add value. When asked uh, how she recommends getting closer to data producers and consumers, Karen said finding a somewhat obvious data challenge, you know, where are people complaining loudly? just initiate a conversation as someone who might be able to help. You know, (laughs) there are plenty of people who will uh, want to just talk about their their challenges, right? They want to feel seen and heard. And when you do get to speak with those stakeholders, focus on listening. Ask, don't tell. Really dig into the pain points instead of trying to jump to a solution as quickly as possible. Usually the pain points are pretty well known and potential solutions, people have thought through them. Start from a blameless perspective. Choices were made and we need to fix the situation, not assign blame. And by involving the business people in the conversation, especially in assessing the solutions, they're more bought into the outcome because they help pick it. (laughs) 
In Data Mesh, we have to do data governance a bit differently, according to Kaurin. No longer the ever-watchful control tower or, you know, Sauron's eye. We need to find ways to make data governance agile and flexible. Laura Madsen focused on this as well in her episode. A data governance approach based on control won't actually add value to your data. And why have governance if it isn't adding value? Historically, a lot of data governance teams have focused on creating a standard way of working, like do it this way instead of kind of the standard outcomes. Like what are you actually trying to achieve? Governance people need to involve stakeholders in determining ideal outcomes, not have a checklist type approach. Data producers and consumers running into issues should be able to go to the governance team for help. And they should ask what the governance team is trying to achieve, and they might find better ways of working together, right? There has to be some empathy from the data consumers and producers side when talking to the data governance team. The data governance teams have mandates as well. For Kaurin, data mesh creates an environment where we need to, and have an excuse to, look at things differently. We must challenge our base assumptions and, where necessary, look for the new ways of working. But we also have lots of existing approaches to lots of data challenges that will work as well. We need to evaluate and be open to change when it is useful, but we don't have to try and change everything for the sake of change. Before embarking on data mesh or evaluating a major change in your ways of working, you should really ask if you are ready for the change, right? If you're ready for the change necessary. In wrapping up, Karen shared her thoughts on implementing temporary fixes. It's very easy for a data governance team to run around trying to do temporary fixes, but it won't scale. Temporary fixes can have value, but you must look for longer-term solutions to replace them and be explicit with stakeholders about what is and what isn't temporary. As you build toward longer-term solutions, always keep your stakeholders up to date on progress, even if that is literally no progress. Humans don't do well with uncertainty. Remove as much uncertainty as possible. Data governance teams can become easily overwhelmed. You can't do it all. You must find a good way to prioritize. Find the most important pain points and assess the value of fixing them. And really consider the value, not just how much pain it seems to cause. Sometimes the fix might be more expensive than the value from actually fixing it. And it's important to have that perspective and have those conversations. 